Hello everyone, welcome back to the Knowledge Group Podcast, we're taking a look at what speakers are covering at our events. Turning our attention this time to the USPTO's new patent-eligible subject matter guidance and what patent practitioners can do now. The webcast went live April 10th between 3 and 4pm Eastern Standard and is available for on-demand playback at a time to suit you. Information to get that recording and some more information about our panel will be found in the description box down below, along with the code PODCAST25. When used at checkout, that'll get you 25% off that first webcast registration. But today we're going to hear from Dale Barr, an attorney at Constellation Law Group PLLC, and John Lomanek, an attorney at Holland & Hart LLP. Let's turn things over to them now. Okay, thank you, Andy. This is Dale Barr. I'm with Constellation Law Group in the Seattle, Washington area. I uh, have been a patent attorney for about 22 years now. I currently uh, manage a team of patent attorneys that are uh, focused and specializing in uh, the prosecution and preparation of computer-implemented inventions um, and have been doing so for well, most of my career. Uh, I run into patent eligibility questions almost on a daily basis. So my portion of the talk will be uh, on patent eligible subject matter, and this is a very tumultuous area of the law ever since the uh, Alice versus CLS decision in 2014. I think it's the most rapidly area, rapidly evolving area of the law and it has huge implications for people who handle and uh, try to patent computer-implemented inventions and life sciences inventions. So my portion of the talk will be going through the new 2019 revised patent subject matter eligibility guidance that was published by the Patent Office, the U.S. Patent Office, in January of this year. And we will talk about the, uh, the flowchart for analyzing patent-eligible subject matter. That's the flowchart that we should all be familiar with by now in uh, MPEP 2106. And we'll talk about the changes to that uh, flowchart, specifically Step 2A, which is now a, a uh, very different analysis. It's a two-prong analysis that examiners and patent practitioners are going to be required to uh, to deal with. Under the first prong, uh, the examiners will evaluate whether the claim recites a judicial exception. And if so, you proceed to step uh, the, to the second prong, which uh, it, it inquires whether the uh, judicial exception is integrated into a practical application. If you can pass uh, that step, then you have patent-eligible subject matter. Uh, so this is a major change in the analysis of patent-eligible subject matter. Uh, the, the Patent Office has done us a big favor by giving us uh, six new examples to deal with uh, and uh, looking at sample claims and sample analysis and trying to help us to uh, get a format for analyzing the prong one and prong two uh, and uh, how we can best do that in our, uh, in our responses to office actions. So we'll discuss at least or I'm going to try to discuss three of those examples. I doubt I can get us through very, very many more than that. Uh, finally, I'll probably wind up my talk with uh, a few ideas, uh, practical suggestions to patent practitioners on how to uh, best deal with the, the new uh, subject matter eligibility guidance, both in terms of their uh, specifications and their claims and their, and their responses to rejections. That's my portion. Thank you. Thanks, Dale. Um, my name is uh, John Lominick. I sometimes go by JT. I am a, a patent uh, practitioner at Holland & Hart, uh, based out of Denver, but we've got offices uh, throughout the Midwest. 
Um, I've been practicing uh, in patent prosecution for about four years now, uh, mainly mainly in the uh, uh, computer arts, uh, software and hardware. Uh, like, like Dale said, I've also deal with uh, patent eligibility on a daily basis. Um, so uh, hopefully we can help you out there. Um, I'm going to be what I'm going to be presenting on is kind of an uh, at the end of Dale's talk. I'm going to be talking about step two B of the analysis. Uh, in front of the USPTO and how that's changed in the in the past year, a little over a year now, we have the Berkheimer decision, and it's it's really kind of discusses what is the role of the fact finder in the eligibility analysis. Um, things have changed since the Berkheimer decision. Uh, there are some factual determinations that must be made, and within Step 2B, and we'll talk about how Step 2B integrates with the new analysis uh, that Dale is going to discuss. I'll, uh, I'll give some examples and uh, talk about how uh, you can utilize this to help uh, if you're a patent and patent prosecutor to help you uh, get patents you know el eligible. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group podcast. Don't forget information about our panel and how to listen to this recording will be found in the description box down below. You'll also see the code podcast25 getting you 25% off that first webcast registration. And until next time everyone, take care. Bye for now.